For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to a very momentous evening in Toronto Blue Jays fandom as we are fresh off of the Home Run Derby, who we crowned a new champ, and we are actually on a winning streak. I know it sounds weird after the midst of what's been going on so far this season, but we are officially on a winning streak here on, and uh, we'll be able to celebrate this this evening on Jaybird watching a little bit. And joining us, the official flight deck lady, Leslie, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. And I'm realizing I might need a new moniker because the flight deck is no longer ever available. So we're leaving it up in the air right now. Gotcha. So as we brainstorm new nicknames for you being the ambassador to Toronto Blue Jays fandom that you are, um, obviously we'll chit chat and see what kind of fun we have. And we're going to talk some big things that have been happening over the last week in Blue Jays fun period. And how can we not start this show off, Leslie, by talking anything but crowning of the new home run champion, which is so fitting that it's finally Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah, I I never used to be into the home run derby, um, but this this current, honestly, this roster that, you know, the young guns that kicked in 2019 got me excited. Getting Vlad back in 2019, the home run derby got me excited, and I've been watching it since. And... I, I don't know what it was like in the past, but I think social media, bringing in live footage of the players, like both like when they're arriving and like, you know, cute little clips with their families being so excited. And then having everyone sort of sitting on the field, like, like kids, basically like fans, like they're, they're fans, they're friends. They have, you know, their kids are there like Mookie Betts, wife and like, actual like like did she literally give birth on the field like that was a tiny that's a valid baby. question <laughs> that was a tiny baby like that was a and to, old baby yeah and to be funny i think it was hilarious that she put him on the spot 100 percent. she she literally calls him out this is the one thing he hasn't had a real chance to do in his career and he had to put this on his bucket list and he, he better do well <laughs> it's basically what she said and yeah, a little rough but to that point Hey, he got in a home run derby and got a chance to do it. I, he wouldn't have been a guy I would have guessed being in the home run derby. But on these kind of things, it's all about having fun. Just like what you mentioned, they're, they're there with their families. And 
I've loved what they've done over the last few years here with the, you know, bringing that fandom level, even as them being fans of each other to the all-star game, because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. And I think to your point, you really saw that during this. Was there anything that stood out to you in that? I, I do. Well, I mean, Boverset is now, you know, he has a next career as a sports reporter. Um, I just think he needs some Spanish lessons and he will just be like, he'll be ready. He'll be concise. He will give voice to his subjects. And uh, I think that he will be there and be present to bear witness. And we will all bear witness with him because that was that was adorable. That was very cute. And to that point, I thought it was really funny that he clearly does have a decent understanding of Spanish. But it's certain words, certain phrases that he knows he can get across to, obviously, Vladdy and the other Spanish players in the dugout. But um, in the midst of that, I thought it was really funny that, you know, what was it? Uh, was it Juan Soto that went on a little bit of the rant there? And then all of a sudden, Bodis goes, what he said. <laughs> yep. Though I will say I was annoyed with the uh, advertisements kicking in. Like, I don't mind split screen. But when you've got the sound, like, and you've got, you know, you've got players talking and you're like, oh, you're having a cool conversation in between rounds. And then you're, you're like, you need to buy this crap. Like, it was very annoying. <laughs> oh, you didn't like seeing, like, the, literally, like, every medicine that you can think of here in the United States on your, uh, you know, feed while you're trying to watch home runs. The one thing that I missed in the midst of them going to that, I like the fact that they're doing the split screen a little bit. But I think they need to at least have a little corner of the screen dedicated to just seeing where the ball goes yeah that was the one cool thing about the old ones jason and i'm sure you can yeah. back me up on this sorry about the technical difficulties there but <laughs> i mean i watched i watched the whole thing and it's funny because uh, you know just listening to you guys i could still hear you so i could hear what you were saying but um i'm more of a traditionalist i think they need to go back to the 10 out um it was just the rapid fire is too much um you're not able to watch a majestic 500 foot bomb go out you know and i love the fact that, you know same with you leslie that the families are there and you know a guy could come running out and like dab his head down after he hits one that far and that kind of thing but i think it just gets to a, a such a ridiculous pace that like you they, they can't even get to the ball before another one's being hit and then another one hits a kid in the face and then another one you know, goes over here and then another one goes over. And it's, it's, it's too much. And you could see the catcher like doing this and you're like, no man, <laughs> like slow Stop down. Watching the it. it's, that's it. Like, but you know, and for a, you know, a parent of, of kids who love baseball, you don't get to watch any of the swings. Like um, uh, Robert jr. That guy's swing is a little slice of magic. And to have him just pump, like it's, it's, I don't know. It was awesome to watch, don't get me wrong, but um, I do feel like they should go back to the 10 outs. Yeah, I think there's some things that they could do there, even with what we were talking about. Having dedicated cameras, like I think the person, obviously, the them swinging needs to be the biggest thing, taking up some of the screen. But kind of like what we do here with shuffling yeah. the format around a little bit, you could have three quarters of the screen being the person swinging, have a couple of little fan camera kind of like things where the balls are going as one dedicated camera. And then another one, like we were talking about with some of the stuff here with goofing around with the players and stuff. Just like I said, it is such a fun environment. And I think as much as I love the traditional 10 out piece, because there's some fun to that as well. The pace of this is really fun for the players to be involved with. And I think that's where you're seeing all the shenanigans come to fruition even much more because they're the ones they're sitting there and they're seeing everything. Unlike what we're seeing. Right. 
So that's where they're able to really absorb it in. And you see their reactions all like going like this and diving like, oh my God, did he just do that? And it's really fun stuff, I think. But to that point, can... go ahead. Yep. Sorry, you can also see like the people who it's there. There's a team of like three people whose job it is to just count homers. But you can tell by the counter, like they fall behind. Like it's happening too quickly that they can't like. I, and when you watch enough, just watching their swing, you you start to figure out what's going to be a home run. Like you, you, after about 30 seconds, you know what's going to be a home run or not. And I'm watching the counter and I'm like. They're going to like, I see two home runs and there's no movement on the counter. And then after about 15 seconds, then two home runs click. And then a third one gets hit. And then they add the third one. Cause I was doing a plaque at the counter. Cause that's what I like to do yeah. on Twitter. And it's like, nobody can keep track. It's just like so fast. No. It's like they have their own official scoring going on here on this whole thing. And yeah. um, I think there was, I can't, was maybe it was Adelie Rushman or who he was facing that um, they like literally were done. And all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, he actually did get over the 450 two times. And yeah, we're able, yeah. It, it happens. They had to like go to the box review kind of thing. So, but I do think, especially for younger kids watching this, and I can see why you would go either way. Maybe there's some compromise in there that maybe it's two timeouts or something like that. And you, or maybe it's a forced timeout every minute or whatever it might be to kind of, like you said, chunk it up and catch up. The other, the, thing I, thing. the other thing I think you could do is they're good enough that you could uh, lefty v righty. You could put like special areas where if the ball is hit there or if they can go all three fields or something like that, it's worth bonus points or, you know, yeah. it's, there's no end to the creativity they could use. Um, but again, I think Ali Rushman should have gotten bonus home runs from hitting from both sides of the plate. Crazy. That's <laughs> in, let's just, let's just say how insane going eight of 10, switching, what did he take, 30 seconds and then switch over to righty and then just blast yeah. eight of 10? Like, that's unbelievable, by the way. Crazy. It was his 30-second bonus times. He didn't hit any over the 450 to get the extra, so he only got the regular bonus time. But holy crap, I was rooting for Adley Rushman so bad to like, win because it was so fun. Yeah, I so kind of like, like the, the home talent the, they kind of gave him. As well. The one change I want, because I, I hate this head to head, it's so illogical to me because it is not rewarding the best home run hitters, right? At all, yeah. right? And and players are kind of burning themselves out and then washing out afterwards. Like Vladdy knew how to pace himself. He's him and Schneider had done it before. They saw what happened last time. So like he wasn't hitting the most, right? But he was making sure that he had some gas in the tank. But like, like no, I want I would prefer the top half advance and then the next top half advance and then you've got two and two one sorry one and one and then the actual winner. Yeah, well, even Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but a few years ago they used to do it always American League versus National League, even when they were doing the ten out rule. Yeah, they did from each league, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't as sort of friendly as it is now like you know it's just sort of like anybody who wants to go in can can go in like you could have i think four or five guys from the american and two guys from the national i don't think it has to be even steves anymore um but yeah i mean it's you know some things have, have evolved really well um you know and i think that that you know this is something that that has a fair amount of of um you know cliche or a, a cachet right now and um you know, I think we'll have to see uh, most of the guys that were in the Derby haven't been great since the, since the thing, but 
I mean, except for the crown know, champion. <laughs> yes, except for the crown champion. But um, I, I mean, it's I think it's a fun event. I think that of all of the All Star games, the baseball All Star game is the one that's got the most sort of real game to it. Like the NHL All Star game's a joke. The NBA All Star game's a joke. Um, I did like this though, and I'm not going to admit to watching WNBA basketball, but I did watch the a part of the women's all-star game and they have a four point circle. Did you see this thing? I feel like it is a great idea. It's about six feet back from the three point line. And it's, um, oh, shnikes. I don't know, maybe a two by two <laughs> diameter circle that you have to get both your feet in and shoot from. And if you can sink it, it's four. And one of the girls sunk two. Um, wow. I was, it, it, it could change and you wouldn't necessarily have to do it in all basketball, basketball, but it, I mean, if you did that and a guy like Steph Curry can start draining fours, like, I mean, come on, it's, it's nuts. They've got to keep the baseball game fun. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought the game was a bit of a dud um, in comparison. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um, at least the Blue Jays were six degrees from, you know, fandom watching Laura Scurriel Jr. hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Does he ever look good? I mean, holy, I, uh, I watched after this series, I watched the Jays taking a lot of heat, uh, you know, on social media about the, the Varsho versus, you know, Lourdes and, and Morales trade. And it's just, I mean, on paper right now, it looks pretty bad, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that you got to hope that Varsho comes around and at least becomes, either a decent trade piece or a good outfield, you know, a, a, a consistently hitting outfielder. Yeah. Well, well Jason, don't forget, we right. To... Go on. Sorry. I was going to say like center field has an incredible defensive war right now. And that's half Kieran Meyer and half our show. Right. And, you know, just, you know, I don't, I'm not good at these types of numbers, but Chris Black, who is exceptional at it, ran that um, the catch probability on Guriel's little diving play. And it was like a 95%. It's like he was just not positioned well. Right? Yeah, that's and why I turned into a dive, which is yeah, I, as much as I love Loris, that's a lot of his catch. Yeah, yeah he pulled so. the Pilar, right? So yeah, yeah. like, yeah, Varsho's not scoring a lot, but he is saving us a ton of runs. So yeah. I would not jump to this sort of, you know, narrative of a failed. And here's the other thing. Lourdes would not have made the All-Star game if he was still on the Jakes. So I think if you love something, you let it free, and we all ideally benefit from it. Yeah. There you go. And what's the worst-case scenario? Let's say he doesn't re-sign with the, the Diamondbacks. He's going to be a free agent here at the end of the season. Yeah. Maybe that's the DH we're all missing right now. Maybe. You know? He, do, he certainly knows? does love it here. He does yes. love it in Toronto. So, I mean, it's you know, there's certainly that option out there. And then and to um, that point, we got to see him again. And I'm not gonna yeah. lie, he might be as hot as that purple hair right now. Just saying. Did you see the <laughs> did you see the purple Jordans and purple gloves? So he wears my kids are uh, and I'm big into gear, so I notice all of this stuff. So um there's only about six guys that wear Jordan one high tops with cleats on them that are in the majors. Um uh Vladdy being one of them, uh, Manny Machado, um uh, Lourdes, uh, there, there's about six, maybe 10 guys that wear them. And so his Jordans match his hair and the old school Jordan ones that are black and purple. And then he has new Jordan um, batter's gloves in the new Bruce Bolt purple. And, and just, you know, as a, as a, an equipment geek, I was going off, you know, um, oh, and the you imagine, 
Did you guys see the bat wraps at the, that was the, in the home, run derby? home run derby? Yeah. Oh my God. Mookie Betts was awesome. But um, Smith Jr.'s, he had a, a wolf's head and then mm-hmm. it had a necklace hanging that had the Victus um, symbol on it. It was so rad. And I've, I've, I've looked into this. This is something that you could use in a game. It does nothing to your bat and improves the swing by no means. And yep. if it was to get chipped or broken or anything like that, you just peel it off. It's just a sticker. Yeah. So think about the creative, uh, the little disappointment that, that Blinded didn't have something cool on his. But, you know, Mookie's was awesome. And um, uh, there was a few of them that had really cool. Uh, Alonzo had a polar bear on his and the space needle. I think he had that. He was hoping that he was going to have three different ones. He was, yeah. he had it on social media. It was all different polar bear themed oh. like stuff. One looked like a Coca-Cola bear kind of like thing. Yeah. One, you know, yeah. it was all kind of weird stuff. I'd highly recommend looking into it. Yeah. Um, cool. But he obviously didn't make it out of the first round, so he didn't get to show off his other two. So thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, honestly, and, expe- and that's, I thought that was something kind of funny too, because we've seen it as Blue Jays fans, how close some of the pitchers have gotten to the way the bats shatter because they're using such, you know, like balsa wood, like level ash bats these days that just splinter and blow up everywhere. If you had a wrap around it, at least it's one piece, not a you know, bunch of things flying all over the place. You got like a, like a, like a shrink wrap around it to hold it tight a little bit, but yeah, it can't be any worse than what major league baseball has been doing with the actual baseballs over the last five, 10 years. No, they're, (laughs) they're gross. Yeah. So, but anyway, let's put a bow on the actual home run champ because we haven't really talked about that. We were having so much fun talking about all the other stuff around the uh, all-star game. I can't believe Vlad got as far as he did, especially watching Julio Rodriguez do what Julio Rodriguez did and all the competition. I thought Luis Robert Robert was going to run away with it after what he did in the first round. I'm like, Oh, he's, he's cruising. He's comfy. Vlad was the one that was consistent, consistent, consistent for all three rounds, and that's why he wins the home run chat. Like Leslie so. said, though, he 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 knows how to play the game. He, yeah. you know, he he knew how many home runs he had to hit almost every time, and and did it. And um, I thought it was funny that they were mentioning Vladdy's, you know, that he looked tired in the first round, and I was like, I don't think he looks tired. I think he's just he's just he's not doesn't want to hit the ball anymore. <laughs> he doesn't need to hit the ball anymore. He doesn't want to hit the ball anymore. And, you know, they, they had mentioned that, uh, that um, you know, I can't remember who else was like, oh, he looks great. Oh, uh, Rushman. Oh, he looks great. He looks like he's in tip-top shape and, he, and he's not even breathing hard. I'm like, yeah. no, he didn't hit enough home runs. Like, maybe he should have been breathing hard, you know, to, uh, to avoid it. Um, but all good. Yeah. Leslie, what do you think about Vlad winning it? Other than the fact that he was sporting the, like you said, the actual Seattle Mariners home run jacket derby champ thing. <laughs> I was, you know what? I will, I will, I'm always happy to admit when I was wrong. I was worried when he came forward to say he wanted the derby because he has not been having the best season. And there's been this worry that he's kind of, you know, his home run swing is in a little MIA. So I was like, you know, it's sort of the feeling when I'm like, Mookie misses in the home run derby. I'm just like, oh, Vlad wants he could to be in the home run. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, and, you know, he stepped up. Again, like, he stepped up. He worked with Schneider. And, like, I wanted him to win. I, I mean, kind of part of me wanted Adley to just keep switching up <laughs> and win that way because it's an absurd It was like, so show. entertaining. <laughs> so good. But, no, I was I was very proud of, of Vladdy. It was, it was perfect, the fact that, you know, the home run jacket that we 
came up with that got banished is now a thing, right? And he got to wear it again. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. Other than the fact that um, I forget the uh, the Blue Jays translator, I could, every time Vlad does hit a home run, he pretends to put it on. Kind of does yeah. <laughs> That is fun. But um, Leslie and I talked about this before the show. But Jason, have you seen the new home run celebration that they had over the weekend? For who the Jays? Well, they're yeah. doing the they're doing the, the yeah the punch. big old. So <laughs> do you guys want to know something really interesting? So. One of the people that our little league team has been working with is the strength and training coach from the Philadelphia Phillies. His name is Dong Lean. I've spoken about him before. Um, he did say he'd come on the show, by the way. So we're going to get him. Anyways, so he was talking about one of these things that that almost all the major league teams have adopted this year was is this sort of Avengers group mentality where they discuss, you know, that everyone's got a superpower and that it fits. They all fit sort of into the the group like the Avengers do and. Yeah, the Avengers just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're adding more people and more people. And so it's a really good analogy for what they were talking about. And one of the people that um, is really deeply into this is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has Avengers stuff up in the dugout for the Phillies. And he's like constantly trying to, you know, like if somebody has a good game, he'll put like a Hulk thing in their locker or whatever. So I find it interesting that they would, now be you know sort of uh, you know using uh, a, an avenger style like whether it's you know it could be any superhero doing that you know it could be or it could be the other one is uh, you know sort of the street fighter punch but um i keep uh, thinking that you know, well the other <laughs> one was that one right the, the other one was uh but i think it's awesome i think it's fun i like it you know i like when um somebody like merrifield gets a hit and he slides into two and they're just looking at him and he's like like he does a little yeah. one, like he he's not quite Vladdy. And by the way, did you guys watch the game yesterday? Of course. Was, uh, was, was Vladdy's yeah. slide in the second not one of the most awesome things? Like I would like to see that on a loop beside the Trey Turner sliding home where he just touches it yep. and stands up. Like the two of those going if you're gonna that'd be better than the home run derby and some you know, maybe they could just have that, a slide off. Um There you but, go. Yeah. I mean you gotta love and my favorite was uh, when they have the camera view from behind home plate. So they show the ball go out and it lands. And all of a sudden, Vladdy comes flying into the into the picture. <laughs> I think the best thing about that slide is he was slowing down as he yeah. got to the actual well, base. Like, there's no more momentum left. He's just out yeah. of gas and pops up. <laughs> Way too funny. Way too funny. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I think that the, the league is we're now seeing, I mean, it's getting a little bit donkey with, I think in Seattle, they give the guy like a trident and a helmet and a sandwich and a, you know, like there's a lot going on if you hit a home run. <laughs> too much going on. Um, then the Cincinnati What is Reds the Reds doing? They're giving like a whole like. The Viking hat and the, the cloak and then that weird uh, phallically shaped bent bat, um, which again is a weird one. Um but it's fun. I understand why the Jays wanted to sort of get to more of a serious thing by taking away the jacket. And I felt like part of some of the guys that were leaving were major parts of that jacket. And so, you know, to not have Tay Oscar and, and not, you know, it, it kind of was like, let's start anew. So I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with something before the end of the year. Um, you know, I, I was thinking maybe they get one of those Hulk hands and put it on and, you know, they do the, if they're going to stick with the punch, you know, Dang. something like that. <laughs> Like rock em, sock em robots, like or like oh, yeah. Thor, Thor's hammer, right? I think Thor's hammer would be a good fit. I've oh, actually heard, like, apparently from 
people in, involved with the, the club that like He-Man has been thrown around as well as a possible nice. origin. It's nice. not quite like, you know, He-Man is more like a this, yeah, not quite yeah. a this. This is more feels more anime. Uh, but, but to know, that point, would it be awesome just to see Vladdy all of a sudden just go, I have the power yeah. <laughs> and just scream it. Have, have Kirky come out in a Thundercat co- or in the, the Battle Cat costume because he kind of looks like him anyway. He'd be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> So on the uh, Marvel front now that we've already went down this avenue, I don't know if you guys know about what's going on at the minor league level, but they're actually having this whole initiative and it's for charity and stuff like that. It's called Defenders of the Diamond. Have you seen what the Buffalo Bison stuff looks like? Because honestly, yeah. I, I have to get some of those because I, I, and I've always... I was going to ask you if you could, like I was going to off, you know, off, I was going to say I might have to get you to grab me some because it's killer. It's so I good. will share my screen once I remember which buttons to hit here as I start hitting the wrong stuff. But um, on that note, like I said, it it's a really cool promotion. And I just figured it was worth sharing. Is all minor league baseballs in it. But come on, look at that. I Buffalo know, Bisons. Because the Bisons, they've been nicknamed the Blizzard for a long time and the Herd and all these other things. So I just thought it was really funny that they literally took the Buffalo Blizzard vibe and you know, shoved it right on. And the this fact that it has the powder. Last year. Yeah. Sorry. But to that point, they yeah. wore it this season. So it yeah. was one of those things that they came in, I think in the off season kind of thing. But to that point, it's really cool that they were doing all this. And this is, I think next week's and weekend's one of the games that they're actually going to be wearing all this stuff at. Um, so really cool. But every, every team in major league or minor league baseball has a quote unquote Marvel Avengers level, different team name. So it's really cool looking. <laughs> Super cool. Love it. So, but anyways, I just think it's really cool that they're actually starting to, you know, they were a close knit group, but all of a sudden starting to see it pour out. We've seen Vlad when he's having more fun, the team he does better, you know? Yeah. So the fact that he won the home run derby, you have these little things going on I'm not, I'm not shocked that his first at bat and mind you, he's the first person to ever win a home run champ. And then his first at bat hit an actual home run. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, I'm expecting good, crazy good things from Vlad Jr. offensively. So we already knew what he's been doing very consistently, regardless of, you know, everybody saying he's off his game and everything. He's still leading the team in RBIs. <laughs> I'm only going to yeah. complain so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I think that, that one of the most impressive things is that they, they haven't yet peaked. Uh, did you guys see the interview with Kiermaier after the game? So for the first time since, I don't know when, the word October was mentioned. And he like looked right out into the crowd and he's like, I know we've underperformed and I know you got, you know, I know there's been some bumps in the road. He's like, we only have one thing in mind and that's playing in October. And everyone, you know, it was a weird, quiet cheer that then they kind of, I could see the fans like looking at each other. They were like, you know what? He's, he's right. It is better to sort of lose now and, and be crappy now and, and be really good then. So I feel like, you know, if you, if you kind of, I don't look at Twitter, but if you look around some of the other sites, uh, there was a lot of heat taken off the Jays. I feel like um, this last week, I mean, winning always does that, but I felt like they looked real good tip to tail. Like even when they gave up those three runs last night, you know, they looked good. It didn't look like the, the wheels were going to come right off. And you could see sort of everyone was just like, you know, like Vladdy got that ball in and he just kind of looked at the infield and he was like, you know, everybody calm down. Let's take a second here. And, We'll need one more out, you know. Let's <laughs> let's get that thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I, I think they're going to go into the next two months like a buzzsaw. Um, 
I think that, you know, Ryu pitched. I don't know if we were going to talk about that later on. He, he had a, a good it's outing. like, you know where um, I'm going. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm just going to add something with Kiermaier that you, since you brought him up, is that he is the Jays, you know, PR and comms off the team, like, dream. Kiermaier, when he came to the Jays, understood the assignment. And he is saying and doing all the right things at any given time. You get him in front of a camera, you get a mic on him, he knows what to say and what to do. And what he said and what he did yesterday was exactly what we wanted to hear. And he's going to keep doing that because now he has a fan base that loves him as much as he loves himself. And it's a perfect match made in heaven. And then talking about people that should have all the confidence in the world in the Major League Baseball right now is Kevin Kiermaier. And uh, I know Jason is in the midst of ordering me a Kevin Kiermaier jersey right now because he just wants to see me eat my words from spring training. (laughs) I was excited to have him on the team, but I never thought in a million years that he would have been this kind of level and healthy. So I am only happy and ecstatic, obviously, that I was proven wrong. (laughs) <laughs> so I just um, I I really like the fact that he's been so consistent. Um, when he's in, he's he's providing either offense or defense at a pretty high level. Yes. Um, if his bat goes cold, his offense stays hot. If his bat's hot, his offense can be medium. It doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be diving and making every play. But you know even even to just have the the you know the calm cool even that catch in center field. I mean it's you know it's they just got two, they just got three on you to to close it to two runs or whatever it was and. You know, nice high ball hit. You can you can lose it in the roof. You can do a lot of things. And he went straight back to his little league and put both hands up there and you know secured the ball with his other hand. And, um, two hands, you know, two hands. Just, yeah, two hands for the love of God. Sometimes it's really nice to see guys, you know, just just using the fundamentals to to make the right play to not sort of you know horse around or or take yeah. something lightly. He wants to win now, and and he knows that the time is pushing forwards on that. And I feel like they all do like Whit Merrifield, like, even though, you know, when he's doing his interviews and stuff, he's kind of a funny dude and he's kind of weird. And, you know, he's got his own little, he, he, he looks serious. Um, he wants to win. He wants to be on a team that, that, that pushes into the playoffs and, and, and charges towards the world series. And um, I mean, I, I, re- I really like the way the team looks right now and I like their attitude. And I mean, it's not going to be perfection, um, but you know, I, I feel like even the next couple of weeks could be, you know, really good. Um, they got some battles, but they've also got some ones that'll be, you know, very, very, very uh, interesting and fun to watch baseball. I'm going to add one more thing. He also has the, uh, I think, the right attitude out there. He's like, in center field, every ball is mine until I say it's not mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, like a center yes, fielder. <laughs> he is a center fielder. He is one of the best in, you know. So, yes, and so there's no questions. And then Bo's not, you know, oh, I got it, right? Like, he is in charge, and he'll tell you no. if you can have the ball. And I think that is, like, a fantastic way to approach it. Yes. Yeah. Most teams that uh, will win a championship, and we saw this as Blue Jays fans, as, as a good reality check anyways. 2015, 2016, where, where were the Blue Jays strong defensively? And it was all up the middle, right? Yeah, you have Martin, to be. Then you had Kevin Pillar defensively in center field for those two years. You had some stuff going on at shortstop with too low, but (laughs) that was still too low at short. And as much as everybody doesn't give him a ton of credit, Ryan Goins actually did anchor down defensively. He was great. 
yeah lights out yeah. and when he hit his body weight we were all set <laughs> you know this is how it is i mean the so. big the big thing with anything it doesn't matter at what level you're at like i mean you know the dominant parts of the diamond have to be the middle you you have to be strong up the middle or you're never gonna win like i mean the, the most balls are hit to the center fielder the most balls are hit to two and short the pitcher is very important then your catcher is you know he's the most important so I mean, the, the right now up the middle, they just look lights out. Bo's defense is coming around. Um, it actually looks to me like he's been working on it quite a bit. Um, you, can, you can actually see, because he's a, he's a very one-handed guy, be it his bare hand or his glove hand, and you can see rather than leading down with his one hand, he's actually, you know, and again, to Little League reference, he's actually pulling. So the ball's coming, you know, sort of into the middle of his body rather than being to the side. Um, which is great because when you're trying to teach kids and what they're looking at is a guy who never positionally gets behind the ball, it's hard. When he's, he's fast enough, he's athletic enough, and he's strong enough to get around on a ball and make a play like, like we've all been taught how to do it. And I think the elimination of a lot of his errors lately have been from that, from him squaring up behind the ball, getting the ball, and making a nice throw to one. Um, you know, now, think... second base, on the other hand, we need to do some work. I mean, we've been rotating through, right? Not a lot of guys are getting comfortable. Santi's not having the best season. Biggio gets popped in. Merrifield gets popped in when he's not in the outfield. So that's our that's a gap right now that we need to fill. Yeah. Yep. But to that we've point, talked if about that start... a bunch. <laughs> yeah. If you're starting the playoffs today, though, Whit Merrifield's your second baseman. There's not even yeah. a question, no. I don't think, in that. So I agree with you, Leslie, that having some good role players – wouldn't be the worst thing in the world but to that point we might have those collectively in some fashion that you're hoping are going to get hot because like i said i think if you start the playoffs tomorrow you're going to be having far show and left the, the pretty much regardless of who's pitching and you're going to have what playing second base at least that would be my bet but what do i know i'm just a guy that runs a podcast that drinks too much on the air <laughs> hey oh oh on that note cheers <laughs> So I have a question for you guys, seeing we were going down the avenue of who's been performing well over the last month and everything. We were talking up the middle. Does anybody want to know who one of the best uh, offensive forces we've had over the last 30 days has been? Lefty, you go. Marshall or Belt, I feel like has been. I, the hint was up second. the middle. So center, catcher, short second. It's, I think it's Danny Jansen. Oh yes, of course. Right. I always forget. Like I always forget the catcher. Like the catcher is like, yes, right. Well, everybody knows how good of a season Boba Shet's having. So over yeah. the last 30 days, just to put this in perspective, Boba Shet is batting 319. He struck out 24 times. He's got two home runs, nine RBIs, and he's got seven doubles. So that's 29 hits, which not shocked by, right? It's Boba Shet. In and that's in 21 games. Danny Jansen, even being hurt some of that time, gets into 17 games, spent 294, 15 hits, four doubles, two home runs, has more RBIs than Boba Shett with 10, and he struck out exactly half the time. It's amazing. I mean, it's, <laughs> when your catcher produces, I mean, it's, it's such a big deal. Like, if you look back at a, a lot of the teams that have won the World Series in the last 10 years, their catchers produce. Um, they've got to be good behind the dish, but I mean, at that level, 
it's not like you're you're running into pass balls and, and stuff like that. You've just got to be able to block the curveballs in the dirt and other stuff. Great. Awesome. You can do that. Anybody can do that. A piece of plywood can do that. It, over those, can over you, those same can you, 30 days. And, and usually the catcher is not your, your quickest set of legs on the diamond either. So, I it's mean, no for Jansen – for Jansen to have that many extra base hits is it's it's really crazy actually because he's not a slow dude but he's not a fast yeah. dude and so when you when you're hitting those that means that you're hitting them with enough volume usually with guys on base so it's allowing you to get the second because they're trying to chase either the other run down or the throw has to go towards third rather than trying to cut you at two so yeah. he's a smart guy. He reads the diamond really well, and he seems to really be able to put the ball where he wants to, when he wants to. And, um, I mean, he hits it hard, too. Like, they're not little muffins out over the, you know, Texas leaguers. Like, he's smashing that thing to the wall, you know, with bad intentions. Lots he of bad also, intentions. He's unparalleled in post-IL stints, right? Like, Danny comes back as a Hulk. Like, oh, yeah. Do we need to just send him on a phantom IL stint every two months? Because I, <laughs> I would think say if he ever goes in a slump, the Hall of Fame, he'll get into the Hall. He will, like so far, and who knows? Maybe he's figured oh it out. God. But like, it's it's what happens. He goes in an IL stint. He comes back. He kills it. Starts to decline. <laughs> back on the IL, and so you know what? Let's give him a little sore hammy or something every couple of months, and he'll be in the I'm Hall not, of Fame. By the time I'm not arguing with you. No, you're on the score. You're in a slump, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh no. We've actually Some, said that before. In batting practice with a little like a knuckleball, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so does anybody want to take a guess who the three RBI producers are that are actually better than Danny Jansen right now for the last 30 days? Do you want me to go, or do you want to go? There's three names that are that have I, more I RBIs. Brandon Belt's got one. It would be one of them. No, Negative, I thought he's got a lot. Uh, he has a good amount, but he has an, in the last thirty days, Whoop Merrifield is one of the three, um, and he's actually the second best with sixteen in the last thirty days. Vladdy, Vladdy is leading the group with eighteen in the last thirty days, and then I'm gonna say Biggio. <laughs> You're not far off, but he's actually got one less. Or no, sorry, three less than Boba Shet, who trails Danny by one. There you go. So he's in the top five, top six. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to just say it up, formerly up the middle guy. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Varsha? <laughs> Springer. Springer. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's been, <laughs> I even I forgot he was on the team for a minute. <laughs> well, and that's the nice thing about this team. George Springer can just be George Springer. He doesn't yep. have to be the guy that he was carrying the Astros for all that time. That he, you know, he's not, he doesn't have to be the poster child anymore. You have Vlad, you have Bo, you have Gosman, you have. You know, hopefully a resurgent Alec Manoa. There's all these names on this team. And even to that fact that Matt Chapman's had a rough month and he's still doing what Matt Chapman does. <laughs> so it, it this is a very entertaining team and it's only going to lead to good things for the uh, second half, I think. Yeah. So before we go too long here, I do want to talk about what's going on with some Blue Jays news, because even in an off day, we do have some news today. One being that we saw a recent rehab start for the Buffalo Bisons for Hyunjin Ryu. It was very good. This is coming at a time where the Blue Jays, you know, could use him. 60 pitches, I believe he had during that outing. So he did a really good job of getting through some solid innings and against a team, I think it was the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, who are one of the better teams in the minor league system right now at the AAA in that division. And looked really good. So yeah. if he gets to that ballpark where he's in the 80 pitches, you're talking in the next couple of weeks, he could be pushing for a roster spot. How encouraging is that, Leslie, that we have somebody that could jump in like that all of a sudden? I mean, he prefers six days, uh, like a six day rotation, right? Like he prefers that he plays better that way. So yeah, like to have, well, we talk about roster problems and then someone always gets hurt, right? It's almost right. never we actually end up with the, the thing that we have been so scared of. Oh my God, Yay. too many good players. What do we do? Some... Right? Yep. And into that fact, we've seen a little bit of a decline from Kikuchi. I can't say it. People, I do feel like people are overreacting a little bit, but I, I even think it was written on his face when I took him out of the game last night. He goes, really? You're doing this? Yeah. Come on, John. I thought we were friends. <laughs> so, but to that point, Right now, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to roll with six starters over the next few weeks here. Figure out nope. who your best five is and move the remaining person to the bullpen, which we know is weak right now. We saw it case in point last night with Mitch White giving up three three runs in a game that shouldn't have even been close. <laughs> so it was supposed to be an Eric Swanson off day, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, 
So he, Mitch, Mitch White doesn't look very good. Uh, I mean, you know, it was, I, I don't know if it's just all confidence or what it is with the guy, but he's just, he's not throwing the ball well. Um, yeah. Bad location, bad speeds. You know, you can't throw them in those places if you're going to throw them at that speed, because they're going to get smashed. So, I so, mean, I, you look I at the Blue Jays roster. That's a spot, though, that could use some help, whether it's an extra starter, an extra bullpen yeah. arm, however you make that, you know, pitching aggregate back up. You know, I do think that having another solid arm, and to that point, if Ryu is going to be one of those guys that could run into this, this is a guy that we signed for a ton of money, knowing he could be one of our best players on this roster. He's back from Tommy John. We know that that's not the giant hurdle that it used to be as far as rehabilitation. That Major League Baseball has gotten that rehab assignment down to a science. Everybody seems to come back almost stronger. And I'm not saying that he's going to be throwing the ball 100 miles an hour like Henry Rowengardner in the Rookie of the Year movie, but I can't say that, you know, if maybe the rest joint up with the building up things is going to look like a different kind of guy that the Blue Jays fans haven't seen possibly, or worst case scenario, it is that guy we've seen the last few years. People give him a little bit of a bum rap, but right now, what do you need him to be? You need him to be a fifth starter. You don't need him to be Kevin Gossman. No. <laughs> and, and I think that one of the things the Jays do really well with their pitchers coming back is they don't ever make them feel, A, that they have to be who they were before they left, or B, that they have to slot right back in and destroy. Like, I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not part of it anymore. What they do really, really, really well is they really make sure that these guys are wel- welcomed back in. They try and find a good soft spot for them to come back into. And usually you see success. I mean, Kikuchi is, is you know, he, he had one bad outing, really. I mean, he's been rock solid all year when we needed to count on him. And, yeah. I mean, the, the other thing that we talk about a lot is the Jays are going to need to mitigate their arms. They're going to need to rest guys on days where maybe they were supposed to pitch. And a sixth guy in the rotation really helps that out where you can say, hey, you know what, Alec, you're going to take a rest today. We'll get you back in against, you know, against who Seattle down the, you know, next week. But you're going to take an extra day and you can throw a bullpen or you can throw a simulated game. And you're not getting your head torn off by the media or by another team's bat. You're just, you know, you're simming and you're you're getting ready for baseball in, in September and October. So to your point. I don't know if anybody's looked at the pitching matchups for the San Diego series, but Kevin Gossman is not on that and he doesn't need to be because they don't need that fifth go round rotation person until like Sunday. So he's dealing with a little bit of a uh, injury at the moment, but okay, great. Whoop-de-doo, you know, let him run through this whole time right now and take a lap off because of the all-star break, get, get right. And then run to the, run to the end of the season here. Craig, so, did you see the uh, did you see the comment that came in with possibly the greatest name? I hope I hope this is our, our this person's real name. I mean, it's just it couldn't be any better. Um, come on, read it out. Or oh, wait, I can be this person. <laughs> put it up. <laughs> we there. have these wonderful tools. I can be this yeah. person, and everybody gets to see it. There, <laughs> Michelle Marie Beer. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> is there any better person to ever make a comment on this podcast? I mean, geez, Louise. Yeah. Um, so Michelle. To your point, I do. I do feel like you are somewhat right. Um, I think more so because Kikuchi has been a rock this year, and um, they do feel like he has done a lot for them. I think they would make room for him no matter what. I think. Yeah. Um, I think they're they're 
they're gonna um <laughs> how'd you see that that's good that's like good. <laughs> yeah um, and just because i can do this because i can so leslie this one's for you that you we apparently have a witness live with us on the show this evening <laughs> there you go so. great name that's all name all name team you're in there with zarly zalapsky <laughs> so but to that point i leslie i'll ask you this is it kikuchi that should feel like he's on the hot seat or does manoa feel like he's got to hurry up and keep going what he did last time well i mean kikuchi's <laughs> been great this season and you know the swagger he has has been fantastic you know, the work that the Jays have been putting into him is now paying off. But also, nobody can be blamed for having trust issues with Yusei Kikuchi. I watched seven of his starts. I was on <laughs> oh, Kikuchi again. Yeah. Excellent. That's You were on Kikuchi day. Maybe, you know, that was last season. That was my life, right? It's just like not, the only thing worse was the Edwin Jackson season of what was it, 2016? Oh, God. That was 2017, I, I think. 17? So... <laughs> Like, yes, he feels like he needs to prove himself. Manoa knows he has to prove himself. He's he's not he's not comfortable at all, right? Like, he's had a terrible season. He's, he went from, you know, a bit of um, Icarus, basically Icarus, right there and there, right? Yep. This, is, this process is what he needs. It's that we're hitting this because he flew too high too fast, right? So, like, this Correct. is growing pains. It friggin' sucks, but it is what it is. So, yeah, these two know that they're on the bubble right now, and it really requires them basically kind of to prove themselves. And if they both do, we all win. And then what's the worst case? One of those guys is, like I said, the next guy up out of the bullpen. I'm strangely okay with that idea. You know, like I said, it just pushes everybody down the roster a little bit. It's not like they're not going to help with this team going toward a championship. It's And Kikuchi's done it before. He's done it successfully. I mean, we know, you know, we, you know, you can get up to probably six innings out of them strong. So if one of your starters falters, when you're into a situation like that, you know, you can go to him. And he seems pretty open to the idea of, well, I mean, I guess you don't really have a choice, but you know, he, he seems pretty open to moving into that position and, and, you know, being successful with it. It's sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow when they say, we're going to move you out of the starting rotation, but if they can put enough faith in you, um, you know, and the Jays have done that a number of times over the last couple of years, but, you know, put a lot of faith into, into somebody and, and it's really paid good dividends. Well, and the, at a minimum, what any of this piece of this conversation goes toward, this means Mitch White is either not on the roster or Jay Jackson's not on the roster. And I'm after watching Jay Jackson in Buffalo and watching him last outing, I'm thinking he's safe. <laughs> you know, I just don't think it's worth it. Mitch White clearly hasn't taken that step that we need him to be in the bullpen. And he's now, as soon as Ryu is even in the remote ballpark of healthy, there's no reason that Mitch White should ever be in the conversations to even do a spot start. No, nope. you know, we're not talking Brian Tallett during the angry bird years, you know, <laughs> coming out of the bullpen. Um, so I think that's where you're at. And then all these things are, like I said, it's kind of stocking up the shelves, you know, and that's without talking about what we might be able to garner here at the all-star break, which I don't know how many are not the all-star break, the trade deadline who blue Jays, Twitter, and apparently major league baseball period. As far as reporting goes, is that the Astros and the blue Jays are apparently only people talking to the Cubs about Marcus Stroman. I feel like a certain <laughs> podcast sort of broke this, well before anyone was even talking about it. 
I'm just saying. I don't know what you're saying, Jason. You know, that would imply <laughs> that we know what we're talking about here. I have a crystal ball, not just beer cans sitting here. <laughs> you know, it's just how it is. So it is great. I, I don't, like I said, I was slightly opposed to it a little bit originally, but now I'm sitting here going, all right, great. It's just the end of the season. Do it. <laughs> Get me a, like we were talking about. Leslie, I unfortunately am a chaos theory person when it comes to my teams doing well because I'm a Toronto Blue Jays, Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo Bills fan. I only know how to fail. <laughs> so I am curious, you know, if you can hedge the bet in the right direction on that. If you have a rotation right now with Stroman and you push Kikuchi and Manoa to that bullpen to take up those extra spots, it's only ensuring that the late innings of our games – are going to have some people that can eat up those two and three inning games where you need to, along with be able to fill in those innings. So there's only so much loss I can get. I just wonder what we have to give back and in the uh, repercussions of that trade to the Cubbies to be able to do that. But I do think they have the prospects to do something at the trade deadline. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see who's selling this year. Uh, I mean, you know, there are certainly some teams that were not expected to be where they are right now, like the New York Mets that, I mean, their payroll is so massive and they are so underperforming. Um, but, so. you know, I really like what you're saying with, the, you know, what do we lose? What do you give up to get, you know, sort of a, a nostalgic? Now, that all being said, Marcus is pitching really well right now. And Correct. no idea how much gas is in the tank on him. I, I feel like he's, what is he, 30? Um, I, I can go find out. But, uh, you know, I, I, I know that he's, you know, he's certainly not 25. You know, yeah. it, it's it's if you were getting them, it would probably be for a year and then maybe one on top, if even. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where I feel like the trade deadline Oops. is going to be <laughs> very active. I think you're going to see a lot of 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 people moving. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of teams that feel like they're underperforming right now. And uh, and and some that see races slipping away, like even you know, the American league, you're watching teams sort of falling out of it already. And when you get to seven games or eight games or nine games out of the wild card, I mean, that's full blown panic mode. So, yeah. you know, there's certainly some big names on that list that are going to, you know, are going to garner some, some, some interest, but there's some interesting uh, names on that list. This is from MLB.com. They were talking about this on the air the other night and I was like, Oh, snap picture. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, we're missing a name on both lists. One name, two lists. Go for it. Where's <laughs> Otani? That's all everyone wants to know, <laughs> right? Like everyone I, wants Otani, but then yes. again, two months. What is worth like? No, well, not two. Like August, September, he, October. In theory, three mm -hmm. months of Otani. What is that worth? He's yeah, going. He's, so. he's only going two places. The, nobody will trade him, I don't think, for the end of this year, unless it's some sort of blockbuster, you know, where they it's a sign, a, you know, a, a trade and sign. Um, and I'll, I'd be willing to put solid dough right now on the fact that it's either the Dodgers or the Mariners. Um, he has been very vocal about where he wants to go. Um, he sees that the Mariners are a team on the rise and they've got lots of good, you know, potential. He fits in there. He likes Seattle, um, and he also loves LA. He loves the team. He knows guy, you know, he knows guys that are associated with the team. Um, yeah. I mean, I would be very surprised if he goes anywhere else. I mean, the Yankees can throw a, a, a check with no number on it at him. Um, so yeah. can a few other teams. 
but I don't think that he wants to go to a place where, I mean, he already feels like he's, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders in Anaheim because everyone else sucks. Um, you know, and then they and Mike Trout's not healthy. <laughs> well, yeah. Hurt Mike Trout doesn't help, but you know, no. it's, it's one of those things where, where you have to, uh, you know, you have to weigh what you're going to get from Otani. And I mean, he, he's going to make 60 million. Let's not split hairs, maybe more. Um, and there's only a handful Sky's of, mar- yeah, there's only a handful of markets that can, can weather that storm. I mean, the Mariners are owned by a billionaire. So, I mean, it's, you know, and they just had the all-star game and they're sort of the darlings of the, of the MLB right now. Like they, you know, like people can't stop raving about how nice it was in Seattle and, and all this other stuff. And they've got J rod and they've got, you know, they've got a lot of pieces that I would think if I was Otani, I would be interested in going to. Um, I just think that the, the list is very short for where he goes. Um, and the, the angels are not going to take a kick in the shin on this. They're going to get as much blood out of this stone as they possibly can. But you are right, Leslie. He should be the number one on there because he will be traded before the end of the Correct. season. It'll happen. Especially they, especially with Trout being hurt. Yeah. If they, if they were running like they were two weeks ago, then great. And there wouldn't be a problem even a talk of him being traded. They'll run it to the right. end of the season and hope to win. And they were they had that opportunity until Trout got hurt. It's seen you've seen it's amazing how fast the team declines when you get something like that. Um, does anybody want to make any other predictions about this list? Because I have one that I think actually might legitimately happen because it could help the to, Blue Jays. I just want to make a snark that, you know, we all are very acutely aware of a major telecom that has enough money to buy a mayor. So, you <laughs> yes, know, there is that. we do have money. We do yes. have money. <laughs> but and we're over the luxury tax the first time we, ever. So why not go for the farm, right? <laughs> yeah. But we do also in Toronto have one of the highest taxes in all of, I mean, to be a professional athlete in Toronto is awful. It's awful. And it doesn't make it matter Expensive, if you're making a million expenses. or 60 million. It's awful. And so yeah. when you start to look at other places, like, like NHL players don't go to, you know, Tampa particularly, I mean, before the lightning was great, but it's a tax shelter. Like they, they're, they're now getting smart enough to go to places where if they're making 60 million, they're actually maybe getting 40 million of it rather than giving, you know, 65% of it to the Canadian government um, to probably, I mean, I don't even know where Otani fits in if he, if the Jays were to get him. I mean, he's, he eliminates the player. He, he takes a pitcher out of your rotation. I mean, he's great. I love the guy. I think he's phenomenal for baseball, but I don't know if he fits. I don't know. I really don't know. And that's that point. Um, but I'll make my prediction seeing uh, we're running out of time here. Oh yeah. Sorry. I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if Andrew McCutcheon ends up being a blue Jay. They were looking at him off season. He fits the counteracting to Brandon belt at that DH spot and can still play outfield. I do think there's something there and not to mention if you're bringing a guy in at the trade deadline, you want it to be a person with great personality and is ready to help the ball club. I don't think there's enough nice things you can say about Andrew McCutcheon on and off the baseball field. No. And and if we get him in time for Fan Expo, because that's the trade deadline, then there will be yeah, furries in town, right? So, and we know <laughs> that he's a friend of the furries and he performs well when furries are in proximity. So, <laughs> furries. I've, al- I've always felt furries. like, you know, maybe he, he has an affinity to him because he had to cut his dreads off when he went to, uh, when he went to New York and he's never really... Right. <laughs> never really you know he's like 
that would be something you would miss, I would think. And then maybe associates that with sort of like a horse's mane or I don't know, <laughs> just spitball in here. I'm just one, Whatever just one guy be. talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my only, my only call out of this is I think that, I think you're right. I think there's some, certainly some, some grease with McCutcheon. I think there's some grease with uh, Liam Hendricks. And I think there's some grease with Stoneman. Those are the only three that I could see them really going, you know, sort of deep into the water for maybe James Paxton too. I mean, he is available. He is a Canadian. Uh, he has ripped them to shreds for the last two years. Um, be nice to see the big maple play north of the border too. He'd love it. Uh, I've got friends that know him quite well and, and he would, yeah. he's always wanted to be a Jay. Correct. And, that, and there's some nice pieces here that I would say that you're not forfeiting the farm for completely. I would say your most expensive option out of the people we probably talked about was Stroman, just because he is probably the best active pitcher on this list at the moment. But there is some, like I said, there's some good fill in pieces that they could help this ball club very quickly. And to that point, I won't look past uh, Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty to be able to be that other guy too. So, yeah. or even to that fact that, you know, maybe you buy low on Dylan Carson's right now for the, yeah. you yeah. know, Cardinals. But to that point, I'm not about to go break the bank and throw Nolan Arenado in our budget, no. <laughs> you know, but Maybe coaxing Tim Anderson to play second base isn't a bad idea either. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> you know, nope. I have nope. no idea. I don't hate that. Some weird things. That don't so, hate but that. Anyways, let's talk. I, we haven't talked about the sweep. We have to talk about the sweep in the last couple of minutes here. Otherwise, we're really neglecting the fact that we are a Toronto Blue Jays uh, <laughs> you know, podcast and talking about the news and everything. Post-All-Star game with, like I said, the high of riding the fact that we did gain some momentum right before the All-Star game. We take the home run derby champion as Blue Jays fans with Vladdy doing what Vladdy does and then literally picking up that same thing and watching him hit that home run to kick off this whole thing against the Arizona Diamondbacks over this weekend, which was a glorious homestand. They sold out two of the nights, and they were pretty damn close, I think, on Sunday too. So not only was it a great weekend for Blue Jays players, the fans that put their butts in the seat in the Rogers Center, Skydome. <laughs> Really enjoyed it too. So, um, Leslie, how do you uh, look at the you know the weekend here that was Blue Jays baseball against the Diamondbacks? It was really great. Like it really, it felt like they are starting. They're the only the only complaint the base running. But they I try to balance. I try to balance that out in that you know no guts, no glory. Right? We cannot take bases that we don't deserve. Unless we're getting caught taking bases we don't deserve. Like, yeah, like just as why no one's batting a thousand, right? So it's painful. Unless you're Luis so, Yeah. It's so <laughs> painful to watch, you know, dead in the water kind of stuff. And like, don't run alert is, right? And like, wait, what the hell are you doing? But it was usually one of the better ones. Yeah, it's tough. But you know what? Like, we are also gaining bases and gaining runs. And as long as we can hit them in when they're on base. You know we're doing pretty well one of the things that that aggro base running does though leslie is is two months from now if um if they the team knows you're willing to take chances like that they're more apt to throw to a point where it's not a good throw for them like throwing from the outfield yeah. to third base is not a great throw the pitcher very rarely gets there to cover the the throw from behind so if it gets through it's a guaranteed run and if they yeah. know that you're ultra aggressive and you know you're trying to gain all these bases like I, I go back to, to watching, what's his name, uh, Cruz Jr. from the Reds steal those three bases. Like, to steal home 
in a major league game and just look the pitcher right in the eye and be like, dude, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't look, if you turn your back on me, I'm going to score. And he's just looking at him. He's like, I'm going to score. I'm going to score. And he's gone. It was, and, fr- it was uh, the Jet Rodriguez, for Christ's sake. You know, it was, yeah. it was like right out of the sandlot. He was watching so, him do it the whole time. Oh, my God, I can't believe he's going. And yet, One of the things goes. that I, I get disappointed we don't see more of is like delayed steals or ones where, where a catcher throws a ball back lazy and a guy takes two on him. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with again, I, I'm always going to be okay with losing games now if you set precedents that, that Witt's a threat and, and Kiermaier's a threat and, and Barstow's a threat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, if, if you hit the ball into a weird spot, they're going to make you earn the out if they get you. Um, and I'd be remiss to not mention when, um, uh, what's his name, tried to steal three and uh, Matt Chapman body checked him uh, out of the way. That is a really heads up play. That one and the tag at first uh, last night, Vladdy, the throw behind. I mean, that's you, you only get that out one way, and that's Vladdy stopping that ball from <laughs> from hitting that guy in the belly and tagging him out at the same time. So, I mean, yeah. my takeaway was a great series, awesome baseball to watch. My God, it was never fun. Three fun games, and yeah. you know, my hope is is that they've got an interesting team coming in in San Diego. They've got an interesting team coming up in Seattle, and I mean, it just looks like fun, fun, fun until the daddy took the T bird away for the next couple of weeks at least. So on that note, uh, Leslie was watching the highlight again of this right before we went on the air here tonight. Did you see Tim Mays' little like Roberto Alomar-esque glove toss to first base play last night? I can't believe he got there in time because it was if he doesn't do that, it was already going to be a bang-bang play to begin with. There wasn't even a chance if he does anything other than that little shovel pass with the blood. So I thought that was one of the more impressive pitcher defensive plays I've seen this year. So. Was good stuff. Um, so the Blue Jays, as of this series, took over sole possession of the second wild card spot, only to be behind the Baltimore Orioles, who are out currently on an eight game winning streak going into this evening, Monday night, when we're recording. And the Blue Jays are currently on a four game winning streak that both those teams have won eight of their last 10. Um, things aren't getting any easier with them, but at least we get to see the Baltimore Orioles here. In the next couple of weeks, that we get to kick them off with August. Um, the, the Houston Astros have shown they're human. The Boston Red Sox and the Yankees lingering. Seattle Mariners and the Angels also, like I said, lingering. Um, confidence level, I'm feeling pretty good after we sweep the Diamondbacks, who are a legit first place team in the National League at this point. And the fact that we're 19 and 7 in interleague play. That's awesome. So awesome. I think I think everybody's getting down on the fact that the Blue Jays are losing those games in the division. But you look at those are the teams we're going to have to beat in the playoffs. You, you know, it, I, now that I'm watching all the other teams in every other division, watching the Blue Jays do what the Blue Jays have done to every other team outside the American League East, not terribly scared. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but what do you all think thinking as far as confidence goes before we do our picks to click and two clicks or two uh, claps and a Ric Flair to get out of here for a. Uh, well, we also play. know, like we keep saying they haven't hit their ceiling, right? Like we know like we're, they're not at their best and that's where we're not hitting that. Like we can play better. We, and we are seeing that we can play better this weekend. It's the, how do we hold on to that and keep doing that? And like, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I know I'm, very emotionally impulsive one but like will we ever lose again maybe never 
So like, you know, let's keep going. And I, I feel good about it. Yeah, until the fi- until the fires uh, tires fall off, right? That's, that's, that's yeah, the and then right? then we'll be we'll be burning the thing down to the ground. Um, I've, I'm kind of staying in the same lane I have all year. I've been confident about this team. Uh, I know that they are a good team. I 100% agree with you, Leslie. One of the things that that really, really, really good teams do is they don't necessarily raise the roof. They take the floor and they push the roof upwards because it keeps moving that up every single time. And I feel one of the things the Jays are doing really, really well right now is making that floor go higher all the time. Like they are having great outings from, you know, and when a guy does struggle and then, you know, Espinal, who's been having a really rough go, has a great game last night. The smile on his face was ear to ear. That kind of thing really helps start to push things forward. I mean, you got to love a guy like Calvin Biggio who's, who's just sat there all year long and sort of taken it. I mean, they all have a, a you know, a, 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 an air of confidence right now. Um, I think that what you guys are going to see or what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks is a very confident Blue Jays team. I think they may lose a few, but they're going to lose them where, you know, a lot. Like at the start of the year, they would lose games. I'd be like, wow, they barely lost that thing. Like, I mean, at no time were they getting hammered or was the other team in complete control. There was no huge momentum shifts. It was all kind of like this. And if you yeah. can keep that going into the summer, to the end of the summertime, I mean, watch out. If you can stay healthy and keep that, I mean, it's, it's unreal. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the series? Oh, I just got a comment. The whole kerfuffle around poor Maryfields getting dunked on. And we all saw it on his face. You know, he's being interviewed. Then he just kind of looks into the distance. His face falls. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on. And then he just yeah. like watches Vlad. So a lot of opinions on this. I want to state mine. <laughs> I haven't tweeted about it because I've been busy this weekend. Vladdy does the Gatorade showers. That's his jam. When he first started doing it, I thought, I thought when he started, a bit excessive. I think I felt like it's great for a big walk-off or like a huge win. It's now it's it's part of like it's just what happens and that's fine, yeah. right? Now it doesn't when happen, it, you expect it. Yeah, and it, like when it didn't happen on Friday night, we're like, where's the game? Where's the shower, right? But I also so I I think it happening being tradition, great, you know. I also get that Maryfield just doesn't like it. Like he's allowed to not like this. He's allowed to not enjoy having ice dumped on him. And, exactly. and so he's allowed to not like it. You know, it's a tradition. So I think it's a great tradition. Uh, what I find fascinating about watching these with these guys on the camera is the psychopaths who do not react when the water and ice hits their body. Like they're just talking, they pause, pour, and they keep talking. And it just goes to show whether it's because they're doing a ton of ice baths or because, you know, athletes have this absurd, like high pain threshold in general. Yeah. They're like, nothing happened. A cool breeze has now crossed my body and I am not even acknowledging it. A butterfly Ooh. fluttered by me. Oh, you know, zero degrees water just poured on me. All good. Leslie, do you have, do you have brothers and sisters? I have one younger brother. Okay. Is, is he a pain in the ass or is he a nice brother? <laughs> He's a nice brother. So that's the thing. So like, I've never... Is, so here, here, okay. here's what it is. Oh. Vladdy is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And they don't want to give him the satisfaction of, of squirming away. Like, that's why Hazel, when she gets dunked on, why he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. He doesn't even like doing it when she's not there. Because it doesn't make any sense. So if you don't have a brother who is an asshole, then you don't really get it. Or a sister. Sorry. Yeah. To that point, I must be that asshole brother because I've never had to deal with this. 
<laughs> Sorry, Kevin. If you don't have an asshole brother, you might be the asshole brother. <laughs> so, but no, I tend to agree with you. And I wonder how much of that it's too, because I know this is a big thing in training these days too, is the ice baths after the games and stuff like that. Some of them just go do that anyway. So is it five seconds after the game? You know, Double K like, looked like he barely even got phased to it, to your point, Leslie, the other day. And um, all of them maybe are just doing this to ignore the problem kind of thing going on. I don't know, but that is an interesting take. I do appreciate that. And Leslie, thank you for not letting me forget about that talk. <laughs> so now we ready to talk picks the click yeah, here so we can wrap it up. So <laughs> picks the click last week. I had Vladdy. Jason, I'm sorry to say you basically DQ'd yourself because Manoa didn't pitch. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Call the, a very ballsy move to uh, hope and pray that Manoa would have pitched one of these three games. And in the play that if he pitched well during one of those three games, because it's only three games that would have actually played really, really well, especially if it looked anything like his last start. Um, Ken, because Ken just apparently wins this every damn week had yep. went Merrifield <laughs> who batted four Oh seven last week. <laughs> So, um, and then we had the guest spot carrying over Matt Chapman. So that is the full side of half of the year with Kevin leading or Ken leading here. And I, I don't, I can't argue with it. I, I think Whit Merrifield had the best week outside of counting Vlad for the home run derby champion, which we don't count in this game because it's not a real game. <laughs> so I agree. Ken is now, you know, slowly approaching right. toward double digits as yep. he's got seven wins to, my two, your three, and two for the guest spot. So there we go. Leslie, save the guest spot. Oh, <laughs> Who's going to be the Blue Jays' uh, top performer this coming I week? I suck at this, but you know what? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to throw. I'm going to be Barsho. He just played against his old team. Like he's been hit, batting a lot better in the past month, right? It's like his low yeah. numbers are because of his terrible start. So let's let's say Varsho. I'm going to, you know, take a risk, Varsho. There it is. We'll have, hopefully we'll have, we'll have some bar show parties and we'll have some, you know, extra pieces for that. So, um, Jason, your part next. I'm going double B. Bocifus double B as in the Brandon belt? No, both of us. Oh, okay. I was going to say, bro, there's a couple of double Bs. Yeah, there <laughs> Brandon Bell. Now that I realize Bob it. Um, All I'm hearing is you need a win. <laughs> yes, I need a win. And um, we, uh, I've really come to realize how much my son looks like Bob Not only when he like in flat actual out. looks, but he, he actually, like, he plays like him, too. So um, <laughs> we're putting our money on double B, and then next week we'll go back to the catcher for the other kid. There oh, and just if anybody's interested at all, uh, we are in the provincials for a little league, you know, to, to try and get the little league world series. Uh, we're two and one. We've played some really good baseball so far. Have uh, mercy the team today, a really good team from Cranbrook, actually feisty little, uh, team out of Cranbrook. Uh, we got a couple more games left. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's at Myrtle park in North Van. If, if anybody's around kicking around, um, great little park right on the, you can see the ocean from it. It's beautiful. Golden Valley. Good deal. So. Ken's pick carries over, which makes me even more insulting that he won last week. <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with George Springer. I'm gonna ride those stats that I was calling out earlier. He's the third best guy over the last uh, 30 days, so I'm gonna hope for the best. So Leslie, last moment. I always give all of our guests the shameless self promotion bit. So this is where you get your moment to shine. Tell everybody where we can find all these cool things that you've been working on and where they can find your you know outside of the you know 
recreational areas at the Rogers Center. <laughs> Uh, well, I do want to lend um, my my little moment here towards um, helping out the uh, asylum seekers at 129 Peter Street who have been in line for days, if not weeks, uh, to try to find shelter. It's an atrocity that we are all ashamed of. So right now, um, my friend uh, Asher, whose uh, handle is Ephus Asher, E-E-P-H-U-S Asher, um, and I pinned the tweet as well. He's trying to um, get some cash right now and fundraise to be able to buy shoes for some of the asylum seekers. He's working very closely with the volunteers who volunteer their time 24-7 to try to assist them. So these are things that are actually needed, not stuff where people are just wandering by dropping off like some takeout food and like the shorts they're not interested in anymore. So please give money to Asher um, and he will make sure it goes to the right place um, and to help the people who need it. Yeah, we'll make sure we retweet that out too. That's a great cause, and we want to make sure we do our part here too for that as as, as well, Leslie. So, and um, thank you very much for coming on the show. We always love having you. I'm glad we were able to make this happen again. And to that point, I'm going to say I love your hat. <laughs> it is. It is. I will say what I'm the, the the approved languages. It was inspired by me. This design was inspired by me. So I deeply inspired this hat and i love it very much it's called left field lavender and it came from still styll.ca there you go the muse of toronto blue jays hats here so there you go blue jays fans make sure you join us every week here on jaybird watching you'll get to see leslie's uh, fun shenanigans here and i'm sure in the future as well on with the other goofball here that's here with me every week and jason lyons um to that point blue jays fans make sure you join us live thank you for everybody that did tweet into this evening or on youtube or wherever you happen to be chiming in fun it was very fun talking to all of you make sure you join us live every week monday nights at 7 p.m eastern usually during game time odd off day on a monday this week um apparently it's minor league baseball night for the blue jays that's how every minor league game is these years it seems like so to that point if you guys miss us during the live show make sure you catch us wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures for we are there for you as jaybird watching the official podcast of jaysdrill.com part of fan sided so it's that time of the evening, everybody. We do one, two, three. Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. And Lynn Valley. And Lynn Thank Valley. you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.